Welcome to the Haunted Highlands. Episode 2, The Wolf of Badenoch. Hi there listeners and welcome back to Haunted Highlands. My name is Megan and thank you so much for joining me this week for this episode about The Wolf of Badenoch. I'd first like to say thank you so much for the positive responses I got on the first episode. It really means a lot to me and if you just messaged me privately and said you liked it or whatever you wanted to, that meant it it honestly just meant so much because I worked hard in this episode and I worked hard to make it good and enjoyable. So please keep the comments coming. Even if they aren't like positive, just let me know what you thought and let's just get started. So before we jump into this week's story about the Wolf of Badenoch, as I said, we've got to discuss your theories from last week. So this episode might be a little bit longer because of that, but I'm hoping to make the episodes longer just so we can get more in and because I feel like last time it was quite rushed. I mean, that might have just been me, but hopefully you'll like this one better. Hopefully there'll be more detail and depth to it. And yeah, so... Theory number one is from Guy Finley, who left us a lot to discuss. He writes, I think it was a suicide. Perhaps Christopher, realising he had been caught in such adulterous actions, thought there was nothing else he could do. Unfortunately, because it was a while ago, there is no real way of knowing his mental state. But if he was the other guy, then he might have not been well mentally. And then the red-eyed killer was just a matter of it being a 1970s security camera and not a modern one. Also, I don't know exactly what it looks like, but maybe it was just flashing buttons from behind that had a figure-like shadow. He continues saying, But also, I think the wife could have been involved as maybe she was backed into a dilemma by Hamish and told if she doesn't help kill Christopher, then Hamish would expose her as a cheater, and it was a matter of a very crafty and lucky disguise. If it was today that this happened, there would probably be a lot more in terms of police work that could be done with better security and better ways of tracking people. I'd like to congratulate Guy Finley on these amazing comments and just they really made me think about the story more and the logistics and how it makes sense and all that good stuff. So I just responded with, well... That we can all agree that's quite a plausible theory and maybe there were there were more skeletons in the closet than hamish and may may have let on no pun intended i guess for this and hamish knew may's other secrets so that he may have like blackmailed her or used her and used that as like bait so she could kill christopher because she didn't want to be exposed because i feel like being exposed as a cheater may not be that bad. I mean, I've never cheated. I've never been in a relationship, point blank, period. But I feel like it's not as bad as, I don't know, maybe she killed someone else or something else happened that she couldn't tell anyone about. It was, I don't know, it was sign of the times, I guess. Guy Finley, or we'll just go, I think his name is just Finley, so we'll refer to him as that. Unless he has a problem with that, then he can fight me in the comments. He also gave us this response, saying, however, I wouldn't rule the possibility of it being perhaps a crazy shopkeeper who had maybe seen that the village was already scared of the supernatural and maybe the shop was struggling so they decided to push fear over the edge for people by making this supernatural event happen so they could make a profit and they would have stuff first because they knew it was going to happen. Now I said I'd find the name of the shop for this episode and I did. 
I took a cheeky wee Google deep dive and found Sai's spooky shop. The shop opened a month before the murder and was very popular in the area at the time. His high selling items were crucifixes, garlic powder, bath salts, red eyeball toys and daggers. However, success wasn't great after the first couple of months. He only really peaked on Halloween and on the anniversaries of the murders for the next two years. Sai sadly passed away in 1980 and the shop shut down after that and I currently think it's a vape shop so RIP Sai, hope his legacy is flying high. I want to thank Finley for leaving his comments and theories. Really appreciate it man and I hope you have a very spooky Saturday. Now that's over, let's get into The Wolf of Badenoch. I want to just give full credits and a shout out to Haunted History on Facebook for the story. If you want more stories like these, please follow their new Facebook page called Folklore, Ghost Legend and Superstition of Our World. Catchy. This story takes place in King Usi at the historic Rudham Barracks. Rudham Barracks to this day are said to be haunted by the Wolf of Badenoch. Before the barracks were built in the 17th century, there was a castle beside them. In the castle lived Alexander Stuart, the artist formerly known as the Wolf of Badenoch, also known as the Earl of Buckingham and Ross. First off, I must say, the Wolf of Badenoch is such a sick nickname. I mean, it's not like a nickname. People were genuinely terrified of him, and rightfully so, and I'll explain why in a minute. But wouldn't you feel so cool if people referred to you as, like, Wolf? I'm going to redact all that with what I'm about to say, because I don't want to be cancelled. Yet. Castle next to the barracks, as I kind of just mentioned, was occupied by Alexander Stewart. And a little bit something about Stuart is that he was kind of the worst person ever, at least for his time. You know, he was ruthless, he lived a very violent and rapish life. There is a ton of stuff online about how many acts of violence he committed, as well as the allegations of his 40 illegitimate offspring, which wasn't the most pleasant read, but if you're bored, look up some Highland history. There's a lot, and it's just a lot to handle. He burned down Elgin Cathedral as part of revenge for him being excluded from the participation of Christian services and stormed the town with a small army. He brought great fear to the community and is said to be the birth of stories of grim folklore. Stuart also allegedly practiced witchcraft with his band of followers. All this came to a halt when Stuart decided it would be a good idea to play a game of poker with the devil himself. The devil. <laughs> One stormy night in 1336, a lone horseman arrived at the castle. Villagers reported seeing the horseman playing a game of cards with Alexander. This horseman was presumed to be the devil. And if you already know this story, then you'll know that the devil won, and the whole castle burst into flames. The next day, villagers went to the castle and saw the remains of Alexander Stuart and his followers burnt to a crisp. Their price for losing the game was his life. When the castle was demolished in the 17th century, to this day, when you time it right, you can see Alexander and his followers playing cards in the corners of the barracks. Alternately, in another story that I can't find for the life of me, Alexander plays a game of chess with the devil and loses, and a huge thunderstorm erupts. The next day, Alexander is found in a hall in his castle with the nails of his boots torn from the leather. It's confirmed that Alexander is buried in Dunkeld Cathedral. And that's all, folks. 
I couldn't find any theories on this story, and I think it's because it's such a traditional tale and it seems legit for the time period, so there's no point in like not believing it, and because the story's probably been retold through like generations, no one ever thought to question it because it's such like a traditional Highland tale, like I've heard about the Wolf of Aidenoch, like in, we, I don't know if we learned about it in school, but I remember hearing about it in school. Honestly, I kind of believe this happened. I just, it makes sense because of like the witchcraft and Alexander was kind of the worst person ever. So of course he'd summon the fucking devil to play fucking chess and lose like the dipshit he is. But if you want to pose a theory, go ahead and comment on my Instagram at Haunted Highlands and we can discuss it next episode. Now, you already know what time it is. I hate that I just said it like that. Oh well, I recorded my experience when I went to Rutherland Barracks and this is what I heard. I'm so out of breath from walking up that hill and I hope you can hear me. Jesus Christ. Okay, let's get this thing started. I'm also not gonna lie, I timed this very poorly because it's literally about to start raining. So I've come into this wee, I'm so out of breath, wee sheltered bit in the castle or in the barracks even. So if you've ever been here before, I mean, if you know, you know. So this is quite cute. There's lots of broken glass and leaves and it smells like absolute shit. Fun. So the useless shit I have this week to make a mediocre attempt at communicating with either the wolf or the devil himself is a stick. And you might be like, why just a stick? Well, so, because the ground here is kind of like... It's gravelly, it can like move around. So I thought it'd be a great idea to draw pentagrams everywhere. Because as I said in the story, you can like, if you go to certain corners in the castle, you'll sometimes hear or see the people playing cards. So maybe I draw pentagrams in corners of the castle, then that'll like summon them. Which I don't know how good of an idea that is, but this is what we're working with. They probably just some BuzzFeed Unsolved. I don't have any salt to make this like a proper seance or candles even because I'm dumb and we don't really own candles that aren't Yankee candles. And I don't know if Alexander Stewart would be summoned by the scent of winter green. So I'll just do that. I'll be back. Now, I'm not really good at maths or shapes or seances or any of this really so we're just going to try and make a poor poor man's attempt at this so we just and we do like a circle beautiful i can't wait for someone to come up here in the morning and just really wonder what the fuck happened here maybe i'll get in the news i don't know it's me maybe they'll maybe this will start like a new legend that i'll have unintentionally created that'd be quite interesting wouldn't it so as per I have no money because I was wanting to buy like an EMF monitor like they have on BuzzFeed Unsolved but as I just said I'm broke and that just isn't in the cards just now. Over my lifetime I've been to the barracks like quite a bit but it's never seemed as scary as it does right here right now. It's probably because you know as per it's like after two in the morning for me because I'm trying to do this so that the witching hour happens and I can like actually have a chance to like, communicate with people because I missed the midnight one because I was taking a nap to like prepare for this so I could like stay awake and alert but now I'm kind of just 
freezing cold and tired and Alexander better fucking show up. Maybe the devil. Wouldn't it be so fun if I like summon Satan? So I know when you're doing like a seance you're meant to like ask Ayo any spirits here or like maybe an night enlightenment. If, if you're a spirit here please give us a sign so if you want to like communicate with us. But I think in this time because as I said I'm cold, I'm tired, I just kind of want to get this over with. I mean I'm willing to talk but like, I do want to get this over with and it's raining now. I'm just gonna do this the only way that I know how. Ayo, fuckers! Does Ayo wanna possess me? I'm weak mentally and physically. This'll be easy! Okay, it's been 10 minutes. No one has tried to kill me or possess me. Things are not looking good, lads. So we'll just chill here for a bit and I'll update you as soon as anything happens. I'm over here! Please kill me! Or we can talk about our feelings! That's cool too! Okay, I'll admit it's been at least half an hour and it's nearly three in the morning, so it's nearly the witching hour, but I'm so fucked off with this. And I know like patience is a virtue and all that good shit, but I have no patience and I just want to get possessed or I want to like prove somehow that Alexander's real and he's not just like some fucking random Scottish folklore tale. I want to like actually try and communicate with him or do something cool like that. There's no like exact time of death because this was the 1300s and not fucking CSI. So I don't really have an exact time of when this happened, but as I said, the witching hour is kind of like midnight and 3am. So I'm assuming it happened at either one of these times and it's nearly 3am. So hopefully the squadron will turn up and I don't know, talk to me. We can be friends. That'd be kind of fun. I'm kind of lonely. This is quarantine. I wonder if ghosts can quarantine. How does that work? Okay, I'm gonna wait it out until three and then, or maybe after three, just so I give them like some time to like awaken and that good stuff. But I'll let you know as soon as something happens. Okay, I think I've just decided to take like a walk around and just scope out the area. Apologies if all you can hear is wind because that's what we're working with. There is one I don't know if it's a seagull or a crow. I hope for cool purposes, it's a crow. And, you know, for spooky purposes, it's a crow. But I think we might be dealing with seagulls here. Oh, no, wait. My torches just died. Maybe I should have brought candles. Maybe that's how they survived in here so long. Let's go in here. So, we're inside the actual barrack now. And these doorways are very small. We're... The people or were the men living in the 1300s all short kings we'll have to just figure that one out actually I actually I should probably look that up anyways I'd actually like highly recommend you come to Rutland Barracks I mean you can't really because if you can't leave your house and it's kind of bad but it is quite historic and she's kind of beautiful and there's just a lot of like history here that makes me proud to like live in can you see even though I do just call it a shithole 99.999% of the time Okay, I've drawn like a couple more pentagrams and it's like half three in the morning and I don't think they're gonna come. That's what she said. I'm so sorry guys, but this has all honestly gone to shit. I've been waiting out here for absolutely fucking ages and literally nothing's happened. I think there'll probably be, this will probably be like a shorter segment, but that's just because I keep having to like cut out all the times I've just been recording and there's been nothing happening. 
I'm so sorry if you listened this far. This is going to be such a disappointment. But that's kind of... And nothing's going to happen all the time. I hope you realise that. I mean, if you ever watch, like, BuzzFeed Unsolved or any ghost hunting show, they'll probably freak out over the tiniest detail and the smallest noise, but there's kind of literally been nothing. All there is is just me drawing fucking pentagrams and yelling out to my homeboy Alexander to fucking knife me or something. (sighs) Anyway, as I said, this was a fail, but maybe I'll come back and try if we do, like, a second season of this. Um, Maybe we'll catch him. I don't know, we're trying to keep optimistic, especially during this time of trying to keep positive. Maybe I'll invest in a Ouija board. Hello listeners, it's Megan. Just here to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Just let you know that I've started up an Instagram account and it's at Haunted Highlands, as you can probably tell. So go leave some comments, suggestions, concerns, or whatever you want regarding today's episode, like feedback or what you enjoyed, what could be better, because I'd really appreciate just knowing what I could do to keep you listening, keep you here next week, and for the other spooky Saturdays that we're going to be having here. And yeah, thanks so much for listening. Hopefully I'll see you next week. Bye!